This is Financially Speaking with Sue and Cole, with your host Sue Bushka from Bushka Retirement Solutions and Cole Bruner from Bushka Wealth Management. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Sue and Cole provide their clients and prospects with the information they need regarding social security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here with the financial information you need are Sue and Cole. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Financially Speaking with Sue and Cole. My name is Cole Bruner from Bushka Wealth Management, and joining me as usual is my mom, Sue Bushka from Bushka Retirement Solutions, as well as our co-host, Tony Shore. Now, listeners, if at any point during the show you want to get a little bit more information on what we're talking about today, or if you'd like to schedule a complimentary no-obligation consultation, feel free to give us a call right now at 715 355 4445 or visit the website retirewithbushka.com that's retire with com. all sorts of great resources on that website out there so definitely take some time to uh, to look through some of those resources. We've got, of course, our uh, some of our past radio and TV show episodes out there you can catch up on. We've also got all sorts of information about the reports that we run when people come in for an individual uh, uh, initial consultation, I should say, uh, as well as uh, information about the process that we actually go through when you come in for a consultation. So if you're curious about what that looks like, just give us a call or... Uh, Go to the website and uh, and schedule that complimentary no obligation consultation as well. Now, though it's one of the most uh, important parts of uh, a person's financial life, some people avoid dealing with their legacy plan because it means spending some time thinking about what uh, you'd like done with your assets after you've passed away. Now, Admittedly, no one likes talking or thinking about dying, but uh, why not look at the situation through a little bit of a different lens? If you build your legacy plan prior to retirement or shortly after retirement when you're healthy, you've taken a huge project off your plate. Uh, Moving forward from there, you only need to adjust your legacy plan as your individual life circumstances change. So during our show today, we're going to chat about some of the most common legacy planning mistakes and, more importantly, what you can do to avoid them. But before we examine today's topic, let's make sure we introduce everything, excuse me, everyone here with me today, Sue and Tony. Tony, how are we doing this morning? Well, I'm doing good. Uh, In fact, I've got two words for you. Made in America. (laughs) 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 Little inside joke for those who haven't seen the news. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Our president, I worry about him sometimes. Uh. You saw he led a speech off with the with that. <laughs> right. He said I've got three words for or uh, no, he said I've got two words for you. Made in America. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Well, I'm doing great actually. Uh, I'm feeling better, you know, as you know, I had uh, I had the COVID and uh I'm much better, much better. The last couple of weeks have been uh, pretty good, pretty good. Uh, how about you guys, Sue? What have you been up to? Oh, not a whole lot. We've had some uh, couple of days of some super nice weather. Yeah. So 
enjoying that, but now I think that's over with. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. It didn't last long, did it? The beautiful no, fall weather? <laughs> no. We had a couple of days and it was so nice. I think it was um 70 something yesterday. It was yeah, crazy. It was. Yeah. So now and now it's back down to 40, so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. And Cole, what's going on with you? Not much, Tony. Just busy uh, meeting with clients and, uh, of course, helping people to uh, make sure that they're positioned appropriately for all this craziness that we've been experiencing in the stock market lately. And obviously that's got everybody on high alert lately. So uh, certainly uh, uh, meeting with lots of people coming in for initial consultations, trying to see if they're still on track to retire and and, uh, making sure that their portfolio is allocated appropriately. So definitely a busy time for us right now, but that's what we're here for. All right. Well, I think you've chosen a great topic uh, today. Sue, uh, where do you want to start? Well, let's start with that Kiplinger article entitled 10 Common Estate planning mistakes and how to avoid them. And it really struck us with um, how well it presents some important info. And I thought it'd be smart to share it with our listeners today. So first and foremost, the article uh, boils the legacy planning process down to one simple idea. It's about taking control of your financial situation before something unexpected pops up and takes the control away from you. First legacy planning mistake you should avoid not having a real plan is about as simple as it gets. Now, note that I said real plan and not just plan. That's because many people have the beginning of a plan jotted down somewhere or ideas for a plan squirreled away in their brain. But that's not going to cut it because here's the deal. If you don't have a will or a trust buttoned up, Your state succession laws and the probate process may get to call the shots about where your assets end up. Now, do you want to call the shots or do you want lawyers and judges to call the shots? So you need to work closely with a financial services professional and an attorney to build a legacy plan that respects your wishes. Yeah, see right there, that's good advice because I think working with a financial advisor and an attorney Uh, that would be a good way to put some heavy hitters in your corner. Uh, And that's so important. So Cole, what's next? Well, Tony, not promptly updating your legacy plan as your circumstances change is the next mistake that you really should seek to avoid. Now, this is a critical part of a person's financial journey that we make uh, a point to emphasize again and again to our clients. Now, a legacy plan is definitely not a set it and forget it type of thing. You need to be proactive with it. And if you move to a new state, you need to work with your financial services professional to see if your new state's laws may require some adjustments. Now, uh, if you have a child or your spouse dies, you may want to change your designated beneficiaries. Now, another note here, when major federal legislation is signed into law, that may change your tax status or other parts of your financial life. So you should discuss possible legacy plan adjustments with your financial services professional, accountant, and potentially your attorney. Well, and that's an interesting point. I mean, when something like the recent Inflation Reduction Act is signed into law, my first instinct isn't, hey, how's this going to affect my legacy plan? Right, 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 exactly. I don't think anybody's thinking that, but maybe it should be. Maybe you should look at what changes are coming. 
Well, that's true. And not adequately preparing for disability and long-term care is the next common legacy planning error. And after all, as Kiplinger explains, roughly 70% of those 65 and older will eventually need some type of long-term care services. And as the article further explains, a private nursing home room currently goes for about a hundred grand a year and a home health aid will run you into the ballpark of about 50,000 a year. Long-term care may be one of the biggest unfunded retirement risk retirees and near retirees face. Yeah, I can see that. But how can we work to avoid that legacy planning mistake then? Well, Tony, if you're still working, discuss disability planning with your financial services professional so that you can be sure that you have an appropriate amount of short-term and long-term disability insurance. Then, as you move toward retirement, you should begin focusing on long-term care planning. Think about how you'll pay for it and how you'll receive it. And remember, as you consider both disability and long-term care insurance, the longer you wait, the more you'll potentially pay. Essentially, every year you wait, the higher the price you'll eventually pay will be. Right. And I can see that the longer you wait, the more you pay. If that doesn't motivate somebody, I don't know what would. Right. Exactly. That's right. And the next common legacy planning mistake you'll want to avoid is not adequately preparing for your estate's potential tax liability. The article notes that at the federal level, estate taxes are something of a rich person's problem. But It's potentially a different story at the state level, which we believe makes working with a financial services professional and or an attorney essential. Additionally, several states have inheritance and state estate taxes. So make sure you understand what your estate may be facing in your home state. You know, I wish you would say state more often. (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking thinking the same thing. That was a lot, but... uh, you know, we should probably take a quick break here before we go on. I think Sue needs to catch her breath. There. Yes, I do. <laughs> that was crazy. Cole, what do you have for us, uh, for our listeners, before we go to break? Well, Tony, I just want to provide a reminder that, of course, our website has all sorts of great resources, including examples of the reports that we run for people that are coming in for initial consultations, uh, information about the process that you'll go through if you come in for an initial consultation, and the ability to book your consultation right then and there on the website, which, of course, you can book either in Wausau, Eau Claire, or virtually if you prefer. You can also give us a call to do so at 715-355-4445. All right. Thanks. And listeners, stay tuned. We're going to be right back with more of Financially Speaking with Sue and Cole right after this. Most people plan on taking their Social Security benefits at one of three ages, 62, 66, or 70. But did you know that there are over 20,000 calculations that could be run to determine the best time for you to file? Call Bushka Retirement Solutions at 715-355-4445 or visit retirewithbushka.com to request your complimentary Social Security Maximization Report that will help you learn how you can get the most out of your benefit. And welcome back to Financially Speaking with Sue and Cole. I'm Tony Shore, your co-host, and I'm here with our hosts, Sue Bushka and Cole Bruner. And Sue and Cole, during today's first segment, you talked about some of the common mistakes uh, that pop up during the legacy planning process. The first being not having a written plan at all. That's the biggie. Then not 
updating your plan as circumstances change. Uh, another one you mentioned is not addressing the need for disability and long-term care and factoring your estate's uh, potential tax liability. That's another common mistake. So what do you have for us next? Well, the next common mistake that you should seek to avoid from that Kiplinger article I'd mentioned in the first segment is incorrectly listing uh, asset ownership. Now, within this category, a frequent mistake is not jointly owning property with your spouse. Now, of course, there may be certain situations where it makes sense for spouses to separately own property. However, when spouses own property together, it builds creditor protections and makes transferring property easier upon the first spouse's death. Now, another example of improper ownership of assets is a business owner inadvertently titling a business property in their own name or when retirement accounts are placed into a trust when the goal is actually to keep them outside of the trust. So in other cases, some people think that they're outsmarting the system by deeding real estate property to their kids or selling the property for $1.00. When in reality, transactions like these are actually considered completed gifts, which could potentially create a gift tax liability or at least a requirement to file a gift tax return form with our friends from the IRS. So the bottom line is that not giving asset ownership to proper attention or incorrectly executing it may cause real headaches with regard to estate and end-of-life planning. Right. Yeah, and I, I think that is a concern, and I think that sets it up perfectly to deliver my favorite line on the show, which is, hey, you have to work with a financial services professional if you aren't already. And even <laughs> right. if you are, get a second opinion. Uh, I know, Sue and Cole, you'd be happy to hear from our listeners out there Uh, But especially when it comes to legacy and estate planning, you have to work with a financial advisor. Absolutely. Couldn't agree with you more there, Tony. Now, the next common legacy planning mistake is a lack of liquidity. Now, while many of us realize that asset liquidity while we're alive is important, it's just as important after our deaths. In fact, it may even uh, be more important after we're gone. If your estate needs to be divided amongst multiple kids, a surviving spouse, or other heirs, it must have a solid amount of liquidity. The article explains that life insurance may be something you want to discuss with your financial services professional because it may create liquidity, divide wealth, and pay off debt. Well, yeah, and I'm guessing liquidity is also important for business owners, right? Well, it sure is. For a business owner, liquidity helps make sure your heirs have the cash they need to begin operating your business immediately after you pass away. Now, additionally, if you have a buy-sell agreement or other strategy for transferring your business built into your legacy plan, liquidity is absolutely essential. Now, without sufficient liquidity, the buy-sell agreement may not be able to move forward. Now, to me, if this scenario may apply to your situation, you should consider sitting down with a financial services professional who can help you figure out how much liquidity you may need and strategies to help you create it. Okay, I'm sure a fair number of our listeners out there are business owners. So hopefully that information you just shared, Sue, 
inspires them to go back and double check their own legacy plan, right? Yeah, most definitely. I think that's always a good idea. Now, the next frequent legacy planning mistake is not adequately addressing the potential uh, impact of income taxes on your beneficiaries. Some assets may come with unintended tax consequences uh, for your beneficiaries. And while many of you probably know IRAs and 401ks have required minimum distributions or RMDs that kick in at most cases at 72, fewer people uh, likely know that inherited accounts may also have RMDs. Now, a 401k or an IRA inherited by your adult child that's subject to RMDs may significantly change their tax status. Money will need to come out of that account yearly, and in many cases with traditional IRAs and 401ks, the entire distribution is subject to taxes. And the RMD is taxed as ordinary income, which means that it ends up in the same pile as their um, personal earnings. Yeah, and we can get deep in the weeds on that. I think if people need to understand those required minimum distributions and the tax implications, uh, but it seems like it's important to get it exactly right or it can cost you. Is there an effective way to prevent that mistake? Well, if the original account owner converts to a Roth while they're alive, it's possible their beneficiary may be able to avoid taxes when they make withdrawals because Roth distributions, if qualified, are often non-taxable. Now, remember, you have to pay taxes when you convert a traditional IRA into a Roth IRA, but after that, you may be able to enjoy tax-free growth. Now, if your heirs are in a higher tax bracket than you, it may make sense to do a conversion with the help of a financial services professional. Yeah, and I think that's that's good. We've talked about uh, you know adult children on the show today, but what about kids who are still kids? How do they figure into estate and legacy planning? Well, not adequately factoring in your minor children uh, or beneficiaries is one of the common mistakes that the article actually addresses. So making sure that your kids are properly cared for in the event of you or your spouse's untimely death may be one of the more important elements of a legacy plan. Make sure that you have a formal will that designates your preferred guardian and also have a conversation with that person that you intend to designate so that they aren't taken by surprise later down the road or if they have reasons why they might not be the best choice. Now, beyond selecting a guardian, make sure you give clear instructions about how money should be used to care for your children because too often people simply have the guardian manage money as they see fit. Yeah, I mean, I remember when my kids were young uh, and we took care of that. It's so important. Uh, You need to adjust things as people age as well. Things change. Make those adjustments like you guys were saying earlier in the show. Uh, But let's keep rolling with this. I know uh, it's a great topic and you've been talking about these common legacy planning mistakes. So, Sue, what do you have for us here in our final segment? Well, Tony, let's stick with legacy planning, but shift our focus a bit. There was another Kiplinger article entitled Five Unfortunate Estate Planning Myths You Probably Believe, and it resonated with me because it highlights some of the myths that I've heard during my career. Now, the idea that a legacy plan should be entirely focused on tax mitigation is perhaps the biggest and most frequently repeated myth in the entire legacy planning process. 
Now, certainly strategies for taxes are important, but they aren't uh, the be-all and end-all. But as the article explains, a robust legacy plan may come down to broadening your ambitions beyond taxes to instead focus more on where you want your assets to go. So, for example, do you own a business that none of your children are interested in taking over after you're gone? If so, you may want to uh, discuss business continuity plans with your financial services professional. Now, while a business continuity plan will consider taxes, it will also factor things like revenue distributions and creating value. Well, yeah, exactly. And so basically, tax minimizing that tax burden is an important part of legacy planning, as you mentioned earlier. But you're right. It shouldn't be the end-all, be-all. You've also got to have asset allocation as part of it. Where are they going? Where should they go? So certain strategies can be part of your legacy plan, but you don't want to focus on just one of them. I think I got that. Yeah, absolutely. And the idea that you should automatically leave everything to your children is another common legacy planning myth. While it may sound harsh to say so, the reality is you don't necessarily owe your children anything. Now, most of us will certainly want to leave our loved ones some of our assets, but the point is you need to think broader. Ask yourself how your assets may be put to best use. Do you have causes that you've long supported? Some, uh, perhaps some of the assets uh, should be directed in that way. Or perhaps you can create a foundation to support your preferred cause and leave your kids in charge of it. You can earmark a large portion of your assets to your kids without leaving them everything necessarily. Okay. Yeah. So don't automatically leave everything to your kids. I think that's a natural thing to want to do, but I'm guessing, you know, people might want to consider something else, maybe your favorite charity as well to get some. Uh, but I'm guessing people should maybe treat their kids equally, at least when it comes to the distribution of assets. Is that correct? Well, not necessarily, Tony. The idea that you have to treat your kids equally by default is the next legacy planning myth. Now, your kids, just like anyone else, have different skill sets and ambitions. So certainly the idea of leaving your family business to one child and not the other may seem a little strange. But if one child has shown a particular interest in an aptitude for that business while the other child hasn't, doesn't it make sense to leave it to the child who has shown that they want it? So by trying to divide the business into you know equitable pieces, you may put the business long-term future at risk. And let's say, Sue, that, for example, uh, one of your children's name is Cole. You definitely don't want <laughs> to leave everything to that child. You might. You're right. You might. You might leave a smaller portion, if anything, yeah. and then the rest to maybe the children you love the most. I That's right. I don't know who you're talking <laughs> about, Tony. I'm, that must be another I'm razzing Cole. you, Cole. <laughs> I'm razzing you. So, yeah. uh, but I, I, I think uh, to be honest, I, I'm illustrating a point though. As a parent, the idea of not treating your kids in the same way uh, may seem like a non-starter. That would be tough uh, for us. But in truth, you should focus on what's in the best interest of your children and your estate. I mean, you know, it, it might not be. Uh, to equally distribute everything amongst them. 
Right. And there are certain circumstances where that makes sense. And we've helped clients with that in the past, too. You know, if one person's getting some land that the other aren't interested in, but uh, but, uh, you know, then dividing up assets, accounting for that, you know, so it it can be a little complicated, but it's not impossible. Now, the idea that you can simply set up a trust and that will take care of everything is another legacy planning myth that we've heard a lot. Often a large legacy planning strategy may involve setting up a trust, whether revocable or irrevocable. And uh, first and foremost, you need to be fully aware that placing assets into an irrevocable trust means that those assets are given to a trustee whose responsibility uh, is to its beneficiaries, not to the person who established the trust. And that includes current income beneficiaries and future remainder beneficiaries. Now, the article explains that uh, differing interests can lead to conflict, particularly if one family member is the trustee and other family members are beneficiaries. The article recommends considering a corporate or professional fiduciary to work with a family member. Okay, I think that works. And it's honestly interesting. Like a lot of people, I think I just always thought, hey, trusts are straightforward. But obviously, there are a lot of nuances that people need to be aware of. That's right. And when it comes to building your legacy plan, there are some key takeaways for our listeners. First, you should consider starting your process with a broad eye. Take some time to think about what you want to happen to your wealth and to your family. Now, from there, you can move forward with the goal of creating tax efficiency. Next, it's really important to not get tripped up by the misconception that these assets must all be divided equally amongst the heirs. Instead, focus on making sure the right assets end up with the right kid. And only utilize a trust if it will help you reach your overall goals when it comes to handing off your wealth to the next generation. Now finally, make sure your conversation with your financial services professionals are open and frank. Don't hold anything back. That way you'll have an advocate who understands your needs, your goals, and how to achieve them. Right. And I think you've summed it up nicely. I mean, I've enjoyed the show. This is an important topic. Cole, do you have any final information for our listeners before we wrap up the show today? Well, Tony, I just want to mention to our listeners that if you have any questions about building a legacy plan and making sure that your assets are distributed in a way that reflects your wishes, or if you'd like to just have a second opinion on your overall plan, visit our website at retirewithbushka.com and schedule that complimentary no-obligation consultation, or give us a call at 715-355-4445 to schedule a complimentary consultation with one of our advisors in our WASA or Eau Claire office or virtually if that works better for you. All right. That sounds great. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of Financially Speaking with Sue and Cole. Thank you for listening to Financially Speaking with Sue and Cole. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Sue and Cole at Bushka Retirement Solutions and Bushka Wealth Management. Call 715-355-4445 or visit them online at retirewithbushka.com. 
All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered by Bushka Wealth Management, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Wisconsin. Insurance products and services are offered through Bushka Retirement Solutions, Inc. Bushka Wealth Management, LLC and Bushka Retirement Solutions, Inc. are affiliated companies. Sue Bushka, Cole Bruner, Bushka Retirement Solutions, LLC and Bushka Wealth Management, LLC are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.